Mary appeared to three children in Fatima a little more than 100 years ago. Why what she said remains the message of our times. This is Dive Deep. From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep. We dive deep into our Catholic faith. I am Andrew Hansen, and today we're diving deep into Our Lady of Fatima. What was her message to the world, and how does it still apply to us today? What about those three secrets you hear of Fatima? The vision of hell, do you know about that? That was shown to the three children. We're going to talk about that. And the incredible miracle of the sun, much, much more. And we are pleased to be joined by Father Jim Presta from the Archdiocese of Chicago on the phone, who holds a Doctorate of Sacred Theology with a specialization in Marian Studies. That's why we brought him here. Father Jim, thanks for coming on Dive Deep. Thank you, Andrew. It's good to be with you. Thank you. Yeah, you are so welcome. We are pleased to have you here and uh, to get the whole whole backstory on uh, Our Lady of Fatima. It was uh, May of uh, 1917. That's when three children from Fatima, Portugal, Lucia, Francisco, Jacinta, they were part of these Marian visions, and they occurred every month until October that year. So, Father Jim, let's first start about just what happened for, for our listeners, for people who may be a little unfamiliar with Our Lady of Fatima. Take us back, summarize the events for us. Sure. So, as you mentioned, uh, in May of 1917, in a little town in Portugal called Fatima, uh, central Portugal, where the landscape is very dry and rocky, um, for centuries, uh, people had made their living raising sheep and other animals in this uh, little town. But in May of 1917, these three shepherd children, Jacinto, uh, excuse me, Jacinta, Francisco, and Lucia, had first had visions of our Blessed Mother. Jacinta was only seven years old, and Francisco, nine years old, and their cousin, Lucia, was only ten. Uh, Jacinta and Francisco would die a year later uh, in the Spanish flu epidemic. But the children described seeing Mary as this lady dressed all in white, more brilliant than the sun. And Mary told the children, of course, that praying the rosary would end when the so-called Great War, World War I, would uh, end, and that which would leave 17 million people dead. Uh, as you mentioned, Mary appeared to them six times, uh, so from May of 1917 until October 1917. They met, uh, she would meet them on the 13th of each month, with the exception of the month of August, when uh, the children were, were, take, were not allowed to visit uh, the era de Cova, they, so they were, uh, were not able to get there because I believe that, that they were detained, uh, imprisoned, for a short time, so they actually met with her on August 19th. But otherwise, the 13th is always the key date, especially May 13th being the first visit, visit uh, of our Blessed Mother to the children. And on October 13th was the last visit, and of course, as you mentioned, the great miracle of the sun that occurred on that day. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Really quick, I, I saw the movie Fatima, the movie that came out last year, and you mentioned, you know, one thing that really struck me that I didn't even know about Fatima was really how much the local government and, you know, the, the priests and, and even, you know, the parents, they thought it was all a hoax. They thought these children were just making it up. And, and, and to your point, at one point, the, prison, the, the children were imprisoned o- over this. Right. That's right. Yeah, and so, of course, the, and, and, and I think that has been true of uh, visionaries throughout the centuries, you know, who have seen the Blessed Mother, uh, their lives, perhaps, uh, while it, it one, on what one level you say, uh, but they got to see a vision of the Blessed Mother, and truly, they're blessed because of that, um, privileged, uh, in, a, in a sense, to have these messages from God revealed to these children uh, through 
our Blessed Mother. But they also suffer because of it. And of course, that's the story of, of Christianity, isn't it? You know, mm. we suffer because, uh, obviously, it's, it's redemptive. We suffer because there's something, uh, a greater glory that can be attained. There's something more uh, more important uh, that, that, can, that can happen for us. And so when we, when we experience sacrifice like this, we know that it, it will uh, point us to, to something greater. Just, to, you know, the suffering and death of Christ, of course, um, brings us the resurrection of, of, of Christ, the great Paschal mystery. So, yeah, they suffered because they, they weren't believed, because the, they thought that the kids were making the stories up. Uh, of course, uh, you know, the, we, we know that from the accounts, the children were um, because they were children, they were innocent, and they told the truth because this is what they had experienced, and uh, they they could not be talked out of what they had actually experienced and felt, um, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, experienced when when they when they did see the see and hear the Blessed Mother, um, that was obviously something that came from heaven. So uh, in the end, uh, the truth prevailed. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, when I watched the movie, what you just said, it's like, you know. It, not everyone obviously gets visions from Mary and you think you might be privileged and it's certainly obviously, you know, maybe obviously a privilege to, to get a, a visit from the Blessed Mother, but the persecution that actually comes along with it, uh, right. very, very uh, apparent in that time. Now, I mentioned off the top, Fatima, the message of our times, even though Fatima occurred more than 100 years ago, boy, you sure you see stickers all the time, you know, America needs Fatima. Uh, Fatima is still arguably one of the most talked about Marian apparitions, and it's, you know, you, you go to Fatima, Portugal, it's, I mean, it's a huge complex now where pilgrims from all around the world come to visit. What was Mary's message to the children, and how does that still resonate with us today? Yeah, well, those, uh, you know, I think if you look at the Marian apparitions, especially of the 19th and 20th centuries, the, the message is, the message of the Blessed Mother tends to be uh, a, um, a constant, persistent one, and uh, it, it's really a gospel message. And so, first of all, prayer, especially praying the rosary, how important it is to pray the rosary uh, and, and to offer prayer to God. Secondly, uh, penance, penance, penance. That, that We're going to hear that theme in a lot of the apparitions, and especially that of Fatima. Uh, and certainly to pray for, for peace, that the sacrifices for sinners will help them to, to know and love God. So praying the rosary and, and so that, that each day that they can pray for peace, uh, sacrifice, penance is most important. Um, prayer uh, in general, especially praying the rosary, uh, how important that is. And I would say uh, return to the sacraments. That often is a theme in the uh, apparitions uh, of our Blessed Mother, uh, in, at least in the last uh, few centuries, to conversion of heart. I mean, that, that's a very important theme that also you, you could say uh, is part of Fatima and any of the uh, modern-day uh, Marian apparitions that have been approved by the Church. And when we talk about Fatima, we, we mentioned briefly uh, already, Father Jim, the miracle of the sun, which happened in October of, of uh, 1917. Uh, I know you weren't there, uh, but 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 take us back because you know the one thing one thing I love about you know the, the Catholic faith there are so many treasures of the Catholic faith but I always say you know we believe that we are the one true faith and you think back that there were secular media outlets and people who didn't believe the children and they came to that hill in October saying everyone said a miracle was going to happen and they were there to kind of laugh at the children and say look you guys made this all up Catholicism Mary it's all a hoax and then this great miracle occurred, captured 
by secular news outlets for the whole world to see. T- take us to that scene as best you can, because uh, yeah. it was one of the most powerful moments in the past uh, 104 years. <laughs> right. So that, that was a final appearance, that miracle that it would occur on October 13th of 1917. Initially, the, the children were scolded. They were even threatened with death for spreading what were uh, considered baseless stories. But pilgrims from all over the world gathered in Panama on that date, and they well, we awaited Mary's appearance. And so that that day has come to be known as the mir- the day of the miracle of the sun. And many reported seeing visions in the sky, while others reported miracles of healing. Uh, one of the local newspapers reported, before their dazzled eyes, the sun trembled, the sun made unusual and brusque movements defying all the laws of the cosmos and according to the typical expressions of the fe- of the peasants the sun danced you know so much of this uh, particular apparition too uh, is all uh, is often tied with uh, revelation 12 of uh, our, our our sacred scriptures you know the last book of the bible uh, the woman clothed with the sun uh, with the you know 12 stars adorning her head and uh, standing on on the moon uh, we, we we think often that it's a um, that 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 image in Revelation 12 is definitely what uh, scripture scholars would say is the persecuted church during the time of Nero. You know that it was coming out of its persecution that the birth of this woman was about to give birth to a child to a son. Uh, could certainly be seen as the birth of the church coming out of persecution. But a secondary and an important understanding of that apparition has always been that it is uh, our Blessed Mother, that it's uh, Mary uh, indeed giving birth to to the Messiah, to Jesus. Um, So uh, Fatima is, in a sense, tied so beautifully with Revelation 12. It's a reminder of, um, you know, what, 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 this apparition really means. In, in other words, it, for us as Catholics, we look to it, we see, you know, um, Mary uh, bringing the Lord Jesus in, indeed to the people, you know, bringing the message of good news, the message of salvation to the people, reminding them of the gospel message of prayer, penance, uh, conversion of heart, returning returning to the sacraments. So uh, it's a beautiful tie-in, really, with, with uh, Revelation 12 and that uh, miracle of the sun that happened on that famous day. But uh, they say some 70,000 people were there. People were scared. They thought it was the end of the world, running for their lives. And uh, uh, when all was said and done, people said that the, they were dried, <laughs> almost as if the, 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 the rain had never happened, the sun had never uh, moved, but uh, they, they, they experienced uh, uh, the real miracle the, the, uh, of that day, you know, s- sensing that something uh, supernatural had happened, uh, and that uh, indeed that they felt the presence of of uh, the, the 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 presence of of uh, supernatural presence there in their midst. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine that. Of course, yeah, you're sitting there all of a sudden. This the sun is coming crashing down on you. Uh, right. and, and you mentioned the rain. Yeah, the other thing. Yeah, I remember is yeah, it was it was a soaking wet day, downpour of rain, and then when this right. happened, everything just dried up in an instant. And you know, you kind of touched on it there. I, I feel like you know, God gives us, this is what I call them, my opinion, these slap in the face moments of miracles. You you know, these Eucharistic miracles, dancing of the sun miracles, you know, everyday miracles of, of, of saint, you know, when, when, when a blessed becomes a saint and doctors are on you know, can't explain certain things. I think God uses these moments. I want you to just expound on a little bit more of, Hey, wake up. 
I exist. Please follow me. Please repent. Please, please love one another. And it's just, this is the, this is a tool God uses in his arsenal to kind of, again, slap us across the face and say, Hey, uh, I'm over here. (laughs) What do you, what do you think about that? Sure. So, uh, one good distinction to make is that this is all, all these Marian apparitions, even as they're approved by the church, including, uh, the great apparition of our Blessed Mother at Fatima, uh, are all considered what we say are private revelations. So, in other words, the Church says uh, that these are apparitions that happened, that, that people saw uh, a divine, they saw something supernatural, that they experienced uh, this uh, coming of heaven and earth, you might say, uh, that they saw the Blessed Mother, they heard the message, and so the Church approves it, but that uh, it, you can be a good... Um, Catholic, Catholic in good standing, and not really believe in any of the Marian apparitions because it is private revelation. We we must believe in public revelation, especially that which is uh, you know a part of the sacred scriptures and uh, that that has been revealed to us by God and through human authors. Uh, but uh, when we talk about private uh, Marian apparitions, the Church says you you don't have to believe it to be a good Catholic. However, let me just offer this as a caveat, and that is that. When the messages are approved, uh, the messages always go back to church teaching. In other words, the the, the apparition, uh, the teachings of the apparition, can never contradict what is already uh, understood by Roman Catholics, and so uh, by the or by the church, I should say. And so, uh, if, if if it were, if the, if they were, if the revelation gave something that we don't really believe, then probably would be considered a false apparition. But if the apparitions give us a true gospel message, that it's, it's centered in church teaching, it's, and, it, and it's certainly the foundation is the gospel, then why wouldn't you add that to your resource of, 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 of believing in a God who, who, who loves us tremendously, who would send his mother to, to remind us, uh, you know, through her own maternal care, concern, and compassion for God's people, why else wouldn't you listen that, indeed, this is a wake-up call from God? And so uh, it is worth your, your time, and, uh, and, and it's worth your time and your uh, ability to, uh, you know, to delve into whatever these um, apparitions might, might uh, unfold for you. So, yeah, it's definitely to your advantage to take a look at what, what Mary is saying and why God chooses particular times in history to reveal it. You know, usually all Marian apparitions are, 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 are um, you know, happen during a particular historical time and, and context that help us to understand maybe there is something there that God wants to tell us. I mean, you know, Fatima happened... Uh, you know, towards the end of World War One. Well, what was Mary's message? You know, stop the war. You know, and and and, and, and didn't she uh, predict World War Two? Okay, she said a greater right. war would happen, and a greater and war did. would happen exactly. And her prediction came true. So, uh, you know, so this idea that we need to pray. You know, we need to consecrate ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. That we we need to pray more uh, fervently to the Lord. We need to do penance uh, and sacrifice. Uh, you know, for our sins, that we need a, a change of heart, conversion of heart, away from sin and towards God's grace and mercy. Um, that, that these are all good gospel-centered church, Orthodox church teachings that are revealed um, through uh, our Blessed Mother. And so, uh, why else? Why wouldn't you pay attention to it? Why? Why wouldn't it spark your, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and touch your own heart and soul? Because it, it's it, it's truly. Um, 
has a has a a divine message that obviously is important for us to hear. Yes, I think that's that's a great point. Now, another interesting um, amongst the several interesting things about Fatima, the vision of hell. So Mary showed the three children a vision of hell. Um, Take us to that. What 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 are the three children? How did they describe hell? What did they see? And and I I thought from what I remembered they they said if if Mary or maybe it was an angel at the time when they, when they this vision happened they would have died they would have died from fright had they not been in the comfort of Mary at the time. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. There, I think there was in the July apparition, July thirteenth. They had a vision of hell. Uh, so there, the mention of the rosary, a vision of hell, direction to help sinners, talk of consecration of the Immaculate Heart, and consecration of Russia. But Mary begins by reminding them, I want you to come back here on the 13th of the month, commit yourself to honoring Our Lady, to obtain the peace of the world, the end of the war, uh, because only she can obtain it. So this, there's that uh, motherly order, you might say, that we heed and practice now more than ever, that Mary is going to help them uh, get through this uh, difficult moment. But uh, yes, she she asks them indeed for uh, to to remind them that that uh, that there are those that they they have a vision of hell, and so it it, it does uh, uh, deeply scare them, and uh, it 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 gives them, of course, the uh, the understanding that uh, that they that they need that you know what is hell, but it's a separation from God. So it's a reminder to the kid children that uh, you've got to live lives uh, according to the gospel. You've got to uh, you change your ways, especially if you're if you're sin- if you're living a sinful life, and uh, and that there that this that hell does exist. But Mary really is trying to bring a message of hope, you know, uh, and and she tries to remind them that that you can't people can change and they have to, uh, and that's why she wants them to to pray the rosary uh, to. Uh, uh, do do penance and, uh, and and change their hearts over to, to the Lord. Try to change their ways from from sin to to a life of uh, God's grace. So um, yeah, the, the hell the the vision of hell uh, has quite a devastating effect on them. Something that they that stays with them really uh, throughout their uh, you know their special certainly Francisco and Jacinta mm-hmm. their 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 year their. Uh, their, their short lives right after the apparition, but also for Lucia, you know, that that, that right. was something that uh, she would she would talk about and write about. Yeah, didn't, didn't they say what Mary kind of, uh, the, the the ground basically opened and they were kind of thrust into hell and it was, what, howls and, you know, it just devastation everywhere. I mean, the, the scene they described, I mean, when you think of, you're going to describe hell, they described it, described it to a T. Yeah, full of lakes of fire with screaming souls and torment. Uh, was was uh, was was one description of of hell, and that's why we have that beautiful Fatima prayer that we use at the end of every decade. If you use the Fatima prayer uh, when you're praying the Rosary, you know, Oh my Jesus, uh, you know, uh, For, save us our from, sins. Yeah, forgive us our sins and free us from the fires of hell. Um, so uh, that beautiful prayer that I say all the time, and I'm. Not getting it out <laughs> exactly the way I'd like. Oh my but, Jesus, uh, forgive us our sins, us our sins save, us save us from the, fire, from the fires, fires of hell, hell. lead all lead souls to heaven, especially those, and those most, most in need of thy mercy. mercy. I know we're putting you on the Thank spot, you Father Jim. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're our Marian expert. You're not our prayer expert, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's but see that right there. That's an interesting tidbit that I think a lot of people. There's so many people who are devoted to the Rosary and they didn't even know that that prayer comes from Our Lady of Fatima. She gave the prayer to those children and instructed them 
to say this prayer after each decade. So that's an interesting tidbit. Uh, The other thing we mentioned at the top, three secrets. Uh, There were the, quote, three secrets of Fatima. Um, What were those three secrets? Have they played themselves out? I know there's some controversy, and, you know, I'm not going to have you speculate on that. But, you know, what are the three secrets, and and what did they tell us about the world today? Yeah, the first two, you know, uh, so there were three secrets or prophecies that were revealed to the children. The first, of course, is the the secret of the vision of hell that Mary showed to the children, as I mentioned, full of lakes of fire with screaming souls in torment. The second was that there was World War I would end, it, and it did, and more than a, a year after the children saw the first apparition, but that another great war would come if the people of Russia were not converted to, committed, uh, converted to Catholicism. Uh, they weren't, and of course, World War II began in 1939. There was that prediction that Russia would spread her errors throughout the world, which many believe was the reference to, to uh, Soviet communism. Um, Lucia, though, was not eager to, to share the third prophecy, but she was eventually compelled to write it down in case of her untimely death. I think the first time that they was revealed was 1960, and I think St. John the 23rd, Pope John the 23rd, was the first to actually read it. I know that I've read stories that he, he sobbed when he, he read the third secret of Fatima. Um, and so uh, the, the third secret we're told uh, that uh, we think in 2000, then uh, St. John Paul II uh, ordered the secret published, and the per- prophecy ended up being an apocalyptic vision of a terrible persecution of Christians, including uh, priests and, uh, and bishops in particular, and a bishop dressed in white who was killed by soldiers as he knelt before a cross at the top of the hill. Now, in 1980, uh, Archbishop Romero, that happened, uh, you know, he was killed on March 24th uh, in, in El Salvador, in the, or I think, 80, 1980-81. And so some people thought that the reference, somebody dressed in white, a priest, a bishop, that it was a reference to him. But, uh, of course, later on, the publication... Uh, never dampened the fervor over the third secret since the assassination attempt on John Paul's life on May 13th, you know, mm-hmm. on the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima, as he rode around St. Peter's Square, wearing his white cassock, uh, the traditional, you know, vestment of the Pope, uh, Bishop of Rome, and it seemed like the near fulfillment. John Paul believed that the Virgin Mary had saved his life by guiding the bullet past a major artery. So he sent the, uh, the stories, tell, they tell us that he sent that bullet to Fatima, where he placed it in a crown of the original image of Our Lady of Fatima, and that that was then placed. That crown was placed on the head of the statue uh, that is uh, there in uh, the little chapel of the apparitions in Fatima. Interesting. So uh, the third secret. So I know it's 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 speculation. It's kind of opinion. So so some people think sure. the third, third secret has occurred. Uh, with the assassination attempt, but others, you maybe take that that image of that scene of uh, uh, you know someone dressed in white up on a hill. I know there was also that that people would be shooting with them with guns and arrows, and some people say, well, there it's interesting that there was a specific detail of arrows. So I think some would it be accurate to say some actually speculate the third secret hasn't occurred. Yeah, there's been a lot of yeah, there's been uh, certainly a lot of speculation. You know, I think. Uh, Certainly, uh, after John Paul had, uh, in, in the year 2000, uh, issued that the, that the third secret should be re- be published, uh, then the, there, you know, there's been further um, uh, work on the, on the third secret. Certainly, we can give thanks to uh, Pope Emeritus uh, Benedict XVI, who also tried in his way to uh, to to make clear what that message was. Uh, I, I believe it is the third secret has been revealed. Uh, but there, there, there are the skeptics. There are those who don't feel that uh, 
it 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 it, it probably is you know the secret the the. The third secret has not been revealed. And and regardless, I mean, you know, the secrets and visions of hell, you know, you know, while those are interesting tidbits, it still always goes back to, you know, let's go back to what's Mary, Mary's message, and, and that, that's what we should be concentrating on. Um, that's right. Prayer, mm-hmm. penance, conversion of heart, you know, those are always the, the, the main messages. Oh, and one other thing I want to talk to you about, Fatima, you mentioned really quick there, Russia. Um, Mary talked about Russia, uh, consecrating Russia, conversion of Russia, um, what does she take again? What do you think about that? And, and has that occurred as well? Cause I know that that also borders line on, on the, th- the people who the third secret did was Russia consecrated. Was it not? Uh, what, what do you make of that whole issue? Yeah, well, and then, and of course, you know, um, there's a lot of speculation back and forth, you know, in 1942, uh, Pope Pius XII consecrated the world to, uh, you know, to uh, Our Lady of Fatima, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Um, and that happened also in 1982 with John Paul. Um, you know, the, the, so the popes certainly have, even Pope Francis has consecrated the world to uh, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Uh, some people even have been critical of Pope Francis that he didn't use the word Russia. So did, did he do it properly? Did he do it you know, according to what the Blessed Mother had ho- had asked of Lucia? Um, Lucia seemed, uh, from my reading, I hope I'm right on this, that Lucia seemed to think that, that the world had been consecrated uh, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary properly. Uh, the conversion of Russia, of course, has always been interpreted as the fall of communism. Uh, and uh, John Paul, of course, had something to do. You know, he certainly was a, 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 an important figure in the fall of communism, certainly in Poland. Uh, so I think there's, there's always been that tie-in. The fall of communism it has, has certainly been, um, you know, maybe a tri- perhaps attributed to those prayers that we've been praying for for the conversion of Russia. Um, so that's a little bit of what I can say about that. I don't, I don't claim to be an expert on the whole <laughs> question of, of the uh, conversion of Russia. Um, mentioned that, that, that and, and what that actually means uh, in terms of Our Lady of Fatima. But uh, there are enough uh, uh, theologians I've read that seem to believe that, uh, that, was, that again, the consecration was done properly. And again, that uh, um, the conversion of, of, of Russia um, Hopefully, the fall of communism—that you know, there's a freedom, more more freedom of religion there—that um, has occurred. Now, that I, I suppose that's open to debate too, whether that's really uh, is, is that true of modern-day Russia. But uh, um, at least, as I said, what I've read and understood seems that you know that 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 is, that, is, that 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 has been fulfilled. That's been that has occurred. Well, we really appreciate you breaking it down because yeah, I mean, there's so many aspects of Fatima. You know, as you mentioned, miracle of the sun, the Oh my Jesus prayer, secrets, hell, Russia. There's so many interesting tidbits to Fatima that I think so many people don't don't know about. I want to switch gears really quick. Um, this we kind of the last thing we talk about, Father Jim. You know, you you obviously um, you, you've studied this. Um, well, you know, the Mariology. Um, when I think of Mary, one of the best scenes that I think of Mary is the wedding at Cana. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, there, there's Jesus, and the wine runs out, and you, you imagine the scene. The groom's probably, oh my gosh, what the heck's going on? This is not supposed to happen. They turn to Jesus, and you know, I can see Jesus kind of just doesn't do anything, and then all of a sudden, Mary looks at him, and you know, give, gives her, gives him the stink eye, is the way I look at it, and says, "Do whatever he tells you." Almost like Mary, John two five, right? You know, it's, I look always look at it as Mary says, "Now's the time." Well, whether you like it or not, son. 
I am saying it's go time. And so I, that scene, you know, that, that motherly image of, of, of that scene. And then I, you bring it back to these apparitions of Mary as an instrument for God to give us these messages and why we should heed her messages. Cause Jesus heeded her message at the wedding of Cana and did exactly what his mom told him to do. Um, yeah. so when you think about that and also your, your love for this, because obviously you, you're studying this, you're in your specialization in Marian studies. What, what do you think of you know, the devotion of Mary and, and why we should really be paying attention to her and we should be devoted, be devoted to her as well? Sure. Well, I think devotion to Mary is always going to draw us closer, closer to, her, to the heart of her son. Uh, you know, the, the mother is always going to be pointing to to uh, her son and to so especially Mary. Mary is always pointing to the her divine son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. If you look at the iconography of uh, of the of, of the church, especially our, our Orthodox brothers and sisters have beautiful icons of of all the saints. Uh, it's rare that you'll see an icon that uh, does not that that depicts our blessed mother by herself. It's almost always. Now again, I'm sure that there are some that may may uh, not have Jesus, but most of the time uh, you'll always see Mary depicted with her son. And what's interesting, and there's a particular type of icon called the Hodegetria, the pointing to that she is actually her 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 hand is pointing to the Savior. She's pointing to Jesus. In other words, the attention is not on me. The attention is on my son. Uh, and so uh, I think devotion to Mary uh, will always draw us closer, closer to to uh, to the Lord. And uh, and of course, uh, Jesus wants that. Jesus wants us to know His mother. I mean, how best? How do you best get to know uh, anybody? You know, uh, somebody's mother will uh, will always be able to tell you about some. Somebody's mother will always be able to tell you about their children, huh? They they they, they want to tell you about the things that they're proud of and and. Uh, why, why this person is, is special in, in their eyes, because this is their child. So, so too with Mary. You know, Mary, of course, is a, you know, a vessel of grace because she, uh, you know, she's the Theotokos. She's the God-bearer. She's the one that brings forth the Messiah into the world. And so she's given this very special privilege to, uh, and, and she, of course, accepts this, this invitation very graciously, as we know at the Annunciation, you know, let it be your will, uh, you know, according to your, according to your will, uh, O Lord. So, uh, I think, I think that that is ultimately for me why you know it's so important. We, we, it's Mary helps us to understand who Jesus is, and uh, and that that uh, her role in in salvation history is, is important because. Uh, she she consented to uh, you know to to do what God asked of her you know that she 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 would uh, be the mother of God and that she would uh, uh, work with the plan of salvation that she uh, you know, she not only would be there uh, when he was to give him to bring, uh, yeah, to, to, to give birth to to her son. Uh, in Bethlehem, but she'd also be there at the foot of the cross when he's dying on the cross, and she's also there, of course, at Pentecost. So we say that she she was the mother of God, and and she's also the mother of the church. So that's another important reason why devotion to Mary is important because Mary was there when the church was birthed at Pentecost, mm. and so we believe that Mary continues to pray uh, with us and pray for us because uh, you know she's the she. That's part of her maternal 
um, uh, charism, you might say. Uh, she she wants to show love for all God's people. She you know certainly uh, first and foremost for her son Jesus, and uh, and then of course her love for God, her love for the entire church, for all of God's people. So uh, devotion to Mary is I think is essential uh, because. Obviously, it does draw us closer. You know, she's the she it draws us really closer, uh, draws us into the whole mystery of the Trinity. You know, Mary uh, related to the Father, God the Father, because she's the daughter of the Father. She's the mother of the of the Son, the mother of the Savior, and she's the spouse of the Holy Spirit. So she has this. She's not God, of course. We understand that she's not divine. She's not God, but she has this very special. Uh, unique relationship. That's what I always like to say about Mary. She's she's a Theotokos. Uh, no one else can, can say that they gave birth to the Messiah. She has a unique and very special and privileged role in the plan uh, in God's plan of salvation. So I have never thought of it that way. That is yeah. that's really fascinating. Well, Father Jim, uh, you're the man. Thank you so much. That's a lot of good stuff on Fatima and Mary, and you know our being devoted to Mary. Uh, really appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, Andrew. Thank you, and uh, God bless you and and all your uh, good work that you do, uh, uh, trying to bring the good news of uh, of the Lord and of uh, and the good news of the church uh, to uh, to God's people in Springfield. <laughs> Thank you. We couldn't do couldn't do it without you, good priests as well. That's Father Jim Presser from the Archdiocese of Chicago. This has been Dive Deep. If you would like more podcasts, head on over to dio.org/podcast. And until next time, we'll see you right here on Dive Deep.